Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 25. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoadan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. After the kingdom was firmly in his control, he executed the officials who had murdered his father, the king. Yet he did not put their children to death, but acted in accordance with what is written in the law in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Parents shall not be put to death for their children, nor children be put to death for their parents. Each will die for their own sin. Amaziah called the people of Judah together and assigned them according to their families to commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds for all of Judah and Benjamin. Then he mustered those 20 years old or more and found that there were 300,000 men fit for military service, able to handle the spear and shield. He also hired 100,000 fighting men from Israel for 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, Your Majesty, these troops from Israel must not march with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the people of Ephraim. Even if you go and fight courageously in battle, God will overthrow you before the enemy, for God has the power to help or to overthrow. Amaziah asked the man of God, But what about the hundred talents I paid for these Israelite troops? The man of God replied, The Lord can give you much more than that. So Amaziah dismissed the troops who had come to him from Ephraim and sent them home. They were furious with Judah and left for home in a great rage. Amaziah then marshaled his strength and led his army to the Valley of Salt, where he killed 10,000 men of Seir. The army of Judah also captured 10,000 men alive, took them to the top of a cliff, and threw them down so that all were dashed to pieces. Meanwhile, the troops that Amaziah had sent back and had not allowed to take part in the war raided towns belonging to Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon. They killed 3,000 people and carried off great quantities of plunder. When Amaziah returned from slaughtering the Edomites, he brought back the gods of the people of Seir. He set them up as his own gods and bowed down to them and burned sacrifices to them. The anger of the Lord burned against Amaziah, and he sent a prophet to him who said, Why do you consult this people's gods, which could not save their own people from your hand? While he was still speaking, the king said to him, Have we appointed you to be an advisor to the king? Stop. Why be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. After Amaziah, king of Judah, consulted his advisors, he sent this challenge to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel. Come, let us face each other in battle. But Jehoash, king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, king of Judah, A thistle in Lebanon sent a message to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son in marriage. Then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle underfoot. You say to yourself that you have defeated Edom. 
and now you're arrogant and proud. But stay at home. Why ask for trouble and cause your own downfall and that of Judah also? Amaziah, however, would not listen, for God so worked that he might deliver them into the hands of Jehoash, because they sought the gods of Edom. So Jehoash, king of Israel, attacked. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by Israel, and every man fled to his home. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Azariah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall from Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a section about 400 cubits long. He took all of the gold and silver and all of the articles found in the temple of God that had been in the care of Obed-Edom, together with the palace treasures and the hostages, and returned to Samaria. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. As for the other events of Amaziah's reign, from beginning to end, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? From the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord, they conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him to Lachish, and they killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried with his ancestors in the city of Judah. Now we start this chapter with Amaziah. Amaziah is 25 years old. He um, became king of Judah and um, reigned in Jerusalem for 29 years. And there's this interesting statement in verse 2. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. In other words, I guess it was kind of grudgingly he did what was right. But nevertheless, he started out fairly well. There was an intended war. He tried to hire some mercenaries from the northern kingdom to fight in this war. And so um, he hired 100,000 fighting men and paid 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, Your Majesty, these troops from Israel must not march with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the people of Ephraim. Even if you go and fight courageously in battle, God will overthrow you before the enemy. For God has the power to help or to overthrow. Now, apparently, this Amaziah knew this was the word of the Lord. But he was concerned about the money he had already spent to hire these mercenaries. And he said to um, the man of God, But what about the hundred talents I paid for these Israelite troops? Now, imagine that. The word of the Lord comes that you've made a mistake by hiring these mercenaries. And his first concern was not, Lord, forgive me, but how about my money? Nevertheless, the man of God replied, the Lord can give you much more than that. And stops there. There's a period after that. But the implication is, if you obey, the Lord can give you back your money. And so he didn't go into the confederation with Israel. Amaziah dismissed the mercenaries, and they were furious. And um, uh, Amaziah went with just the armies of Judah against the Edomites and had a great victory. But he made a mistake. He brought back their idols, the gods of the Edomites, and he set them up as his own gods and bowed down to them and burned sacrifices to them. So the anger of the Lord um, was kindled against Amaziah. And once again, he sent a prophet. The prophet said, why do you consult this people's gods 
which couldn't even save their own people from your hand. And so the king's response was not appropriate. He said, who made you the advisor to the king? Stop talking. And uh, so the prophet stopped, but before he completely stopped, he had the last word. He said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you've done this and have not listened to my counsel. And so um, Israel, the people that had been dismissed, attacked the cities of Judah. Israel routed Judah and um, Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah. And so he took um, uh, Amaziah, he went and tore down a section of the wall around Jerusalem. He took all of the gold and silver and all the articles found in the temple of God and uh, together with palace treasures and, and took them all back to um, Samaria. And um, at that point, Amaziah turned away from following the Lord completely. Now, those that were around him conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him in Lachish and killed him there. So he had a, a sad and tragic ending. But I want to back up to this statement. You know, he asked about his money. He hired these mercenaries, 100 talents of silver. He spent the money in an inappropriate way. And so his first concern was, well, how about my 100 talents of silver? And the man of God said, the Lord can give you much more than that. And so, friends, what is the principle for us? If you make a mistake, if you make a mistake and you realize your error, even if you've spent money and you realize it was contrary to the will of the Lord, don't keep on pressing forward just because you've got money committed to the plan. Go ahead, repent, and the Lord can reimburse you for your obedience. This is the principle that's interwoven into this chapter. And so, Lord, make us aware of anything that we have planned, Lord, that is contrary to your will. Anything we've planned to purchase, anything we've already purchased, any money we've given, any money we've um, promised, any money we've co-signed for, anything that's out of your will financially, Lord, call it to our attention so we can repent. Help us to repent. And Lord, relinquish any tie to the monies. It's much more important that our hearts be right toward you than we have money in the bank. And so, Lord, we ask for grace. We ask for an awareness that everything we've been entrusted with in this life, including our finances, are intended for the glory of God. Help us learn this important principle from the man of God that you're able to reimburse us if we're obedient. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.